Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Monday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank on the way the latest Indiana farm news, markets, and weather brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up in the news, a possible interest rate hike during the course of 2023, according to one Purdue Ag economist. Also, a Johnson County farmer on the importance of mental health and overcoming stress. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has some sunny days ahead. Also, some precipitation later in the week. And a look back at a higher move in soybeans on Friday with market analysis from Brian Basting on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. What's going to happen with interest rates and breaking the stigma surrounding mental health? I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. How high will interest rates go in 2023? This was among the many questions posed at the Purdue Top Farmer Conference last week in West Lafayette. Jason Henderson, Purdue's Senior Associate Dean of the College of Agriculture and Ag Econ Professor, gave his opinion. If you look at the Federal Reserve policy, and and they're doing a very good job, in my opinion, of communicating where they think the path is going forward. I think in 2023, you'll get uh, more of an increase in interest rates going in there. Um, Not this huge shock or substantial, but just some more modest increases. And so you get about higher increases, you know, probably half percent to a full percent in uh, 2023 higher than what they are today. Um, But it all depends on the economy and where where it moves going forward because they're really focusing on being data dependent and responding to economic conditions. Prior to coming to work at Purdue, Henderson worked at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. He says agriculture is a debt-financed industry, so the modest increase in interest rates that he projects will result, obviously, in higher debt payments on farmers' operating loans. Henderson shares the good news before the bad. Right now they have a lot of cash, so they're not using much, as much debt as they have in the past, so that's a good thing. Um, the other part of it, though, is that uh, higher interest rates uh, place downward pressure on land values, and so you could see some flattening of land values or maybe some softening, depending on how high interest rates go and some other factors that happen. Another question that Henderson addressed, are we headed into a recession? I don't think at this point in time we're heading into a recession. Um, we'll have some slower growth. Uh, consumer fundamentals are strong. They're spending. Wages are going up. So you'll have that consumer spending, and that's about 60 to 70 percent of the economy. Um, you have businesses are making investments not in business and structures. You'll have it in terms of other equipment, special, especially intellectual property type of equipment. And the government um, is spending money, both mainly at the federal government side. So all these factors are, I think, positive. Hear my full interview with Henderson at HoosierAgToday.com. 
Farming, as you know, can be a very stressful job, and that stress can have a negative impact on your life. C.J. Miller chats with an Indiana farmer who knows firsthand the stress that comes with farming and how to handle that stress in a positive way. Mental health from a farm perspective is one that's uh, often forgotten, often overlooked. And that's Joe Kelsey, who farms with his family in Johnson County. Joe says he understands the day-to-day stress that farming brings. There's some tough uh, realities that can occur, and that might be with commodity prices, it might be with a crop failure, it might be with uh, family issues or financing, and, and many other things can fit into there. But If there's a need or a reason to reach out and lean on another family member, a close friend, there's a lot of support out there that can really help you see the bright side because you know what, we're all so fortunate to be involved in this industry and uh, it's pretty easy sometimes when things aren't seeming to go well to really get down. Joe says he's glad the ag industry is working to break the stigma of silence when it comes to stress and mental health. That stigma, I think, that uh, existed with older generations, but frankly, my own. When it comes to mental health, it's a whole different thing. You know, you cut your finger, you go to the emergency room. If you've got some real challenges in your outlook or you're feeling depressed, uh, there's not that immediate kind of connection to mental health facilities. But I think that idea or that, that stigma is starting to fall away. Joe points to the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team and others who are paving the way for farmers to openly discuss their stress and to prevent it from manifesting itself into something more dangerous for themselves or others around them. We have to spend a little more time focusing on the mental um, health of uh, our agriculture community because it's it's a group that we rely on so heavily. There's so much good news and so many great things that are happening in this industry. And and staying focused on, on what's going well and maybe managing those things that aren't, uh, there's hope. There's hope. So I hope uh, that uh, folks that are listening, um, if they're feeling that way, can find someone to reach out to and uh, really kick that stigma when it comes to, to mental health issues because it's a real issue. For more information about the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team, visit extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress. I'm C.J. Miller. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. I think we see some sunshine today. You know, we tried to get some sunshine in here on yesterday's action, but it didn't hold, mostly due to the fact there was a minor disturbance trying to pass through southern Indiana for a good chunk of yesterday. No such disturbance today. So I think we have slightly better sunshine potential. It's still chilly, but we see those temperatures moderating as we move through the rest of the week. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine, more clouds midday and early afternoon, but temperatures are normal to above normal. And then we are quite mild for Wednesday, looking at a mix of clouds and sunshine. Precipitation for Wednesday, I really don't see much. I'm gonna say I-70 southward can see a few hundreds to maybe a few tenths. I-70 north, just cloud cover the way things are coming together right now and then as we go into Thursday it does look like a significant low is going to try and come across the Missouri Valley through southern Illinois and track through southern Indiana with that I think we're in line to pick up a rain anywhere from a quarter to one inch the heaviest down near the Ohio River coverage around 80 percent of the Hoosier State now the question is does any of the rain end as snow because there's some cold air that tries to come in overnight Thursday night into Friday 
And I think we have to leave the door open to a little bit of snow potential, particularly west central and northern parts of Indiana as we move into and through that uh, late Thursday and early Friday time frame. Now, once we get past the sunrise on a Friday, I think we start to clear out, but we are chilly for sure. Good, strong north flow coming back down. So below normal temperatures, I think, to finish the week, Friday afternoon, Saturday, and the first part of Sunday. But then we're going to flip the script around again and see a significant warm-up for Sunday night. That warm-up continues through Monday, Tuesday, and early Wednesday of next week. But I also think there's a significant storm complex coming through with that warm-up. So look for rain to make an appearance once again here probably Monday afternoon through Monday night and into next to Tuesday morning. That's the way things are stacking up. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. A short covering bouts in soybeans to end the week. This is Hoosier Ag Today and the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Big enough to get the top corn and soybean genetics you want and small enough to care about you. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. We have settlements from Friday trade coming up. Only corn and beans go higher. First market analysis, and I secured that at the end of trade on Friday from Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. Brian, finally a rebound in the soybean market. Looks like a pretty solid rebound after a very tough start to the new year. And we're once again flat in corn and wheat futures. Certainly early this morning, no help from the export sales report. Yeah, you summarized that well, Andy, as we, we enter the uh, first week of, of in the first week of January here. It almost feels like the, the first week of July. And I'd remind your listeners that how variable weather markets can be, uh, how volatile weather markets can be, just based on latest forecasts. Uh, we're looking at a weather market most uh, uh, dominantly, if you will, in Argentina. And so, as you mentioned, the soybean market is rebounding a bit here, just more warmer and drier weather uh, moving on the horizon next week. Um, some rain being talked about mid-month, and that gives us just that, that uncertainty as, as more of this crop moves ahead here into the key reproductive stage. I don't want to give the impression to your listeners that we're in pod set and pod fill in Argentina. That's going to come later this month and in February, but it's still, it's a trend. It's what's important. As you mentioned also, the export sales report was a bit disappointing, but not necessarily that unexpected given it's the holiday trends here. Um, we just got a lot of, a lot of kind of that, um, uh, downtime, if you will, for exporters and all, all folks associated I would remind your listeners of one thing, though. January 12th, a lot of reports will come out before that day or on that day. We may see some business before that, and we're starting to see a bit. We saw some flash sales of, of um, the last couple of days of soybeans. So we may see more of that as, as end users position themselves prior to those key reports. The Friday soybean rebound, was it just time to bounce because of all of the selling leading up to Friday? Or were there some other factors, for example, Argentina weather forecasts? Yeah, I think in, in, in a nutshell, it's, it's, it's more of the short covering aspect from the standpoint of, of we've got a crop that's, that's far from being made in Argentina. Contrast that, if you will, with harvest taking place in northern Brazil. That crop is actually being harvested as we speak here and will continue as we move north to south in Brazil throughout the remainder of the month. In Argentina, it's, it's, it, we've actually only got about 82% of the crop planted. So I think it's more of the short covering aspect, just the uncertainty about the weather. Um, 
just uh, just more of a, of a, of a choppy trade, a traditional choppy trade. The January USDA report coming next week, is it typically much of a market mover? Could it be this year? Uh, the short answer to your question is yes and yes. Historically, not every year, um, by no means, but many years we've seen market movement, significant market movement, uh, either to the upside or to the downside associated with the release of those reports. I'd remind your listeners, Andy, there's a series of reports that day. We're going to get the final crop size for 2022 for U.S. crops. We're going to get the updated estimate of grain stocks on December 1st. Now, that report, the grain stocks report, only comes out four times a year. And what this report will give us, particularly for corn, is an indication of the feeding, the, the level of corn feeding during that September, October, November quarter. The third report is the supply-demand report. That's the monthly supply-demand report. That report will incorporate all those final estimates of production as well as any changes to demand that may be associated or revealed, if you will, from that grain stocks report. And there's a fourth report, Andy, that day. That's the uh, first survey-based estimate of winter wheat seedings for this crop that was planted last fall for the U.S. So we'll get an update of of soft red winter, of course, for your listeners here. And then also look at hard red winter and then white wheat. So four reports. Short answer to your question is, yes, it has the potential, not every year, but it does definitely have the potential to be a market mover. One or more of those reports have that potential. And that's Brian Basting, economist at Advanced Trading. Call him at 309-664-2314. On hat, the settlements from Friday trade, March corn up a penny and a quarter, and May corn up a penny and a half. Both contracts end at 654. July also up a penny and a half, going to 648 and a quarter. Soybean futures strong, March 1492 and a half, up 21 and three quarters, and May goes 21 cents higher to 1498 and a half. March wheat 743 and a half, down three and a quarter the meats lower friday february live cattle 57 lower 156.77 a stout sell-off in hogs february 80 27 down 225 i'm andy eubank with the friday market review this is who's your ag today indiana's leading farm radio network